Good afternoon, guys. Happy quarantine on this Sunday afternoon. Uh, one more round. Going to do a one-wire short, a short little episode talking about some things going on in the world of sports. Casey Just Clear here, co-host uh, Nick Bear about 20 streets down the Baya and cut off. Then Damien St. Pierre about 220 streets down the Baya in Golden Meadow. Um, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about real quick on this Sunday. Um, but first, fellas, how y'all doing today? Uh, doing well, Casey. Trying to avoid this COVID-19 weight loss. Uh, did a little walking um, a couple weeks ago. Decided that wasn't the, the, the go-ahead. and just We're going we're gonna to ride this thing out, man. I got, I got a COVID-19 beard. Gaining the COVID-19 <laughs> pounds. And we rocking and rolling from here on out, man. Aim here and cut off, gaining uh, definitely gaining the COVID nineteen pounds, and I'm kind of chalking it up just to the whole quarantine thing. Whatever happens, happens. When the gyms are open, I'm back, back at it. So, so how does this work in terms of? I mean, I know, I know we have very strict protocol about facial hair and rules regarding that. I, I have a big beard right now. I'm sure you guys all, you know, rocking the facial hair. Do we have to announce that? Do we have to post that? What do we have to do? I think that being we are in a, an official pandemic, I think all the rules of the, the governing bodies are kind of lax right now. So if you uh, maybe once this is over with, you can kind of uh, maybe go public and, and, and state your case <laughs> on when and where and why and how. Okay, just to simplify it, if you have a beard and your friends know you have a beard and you shave your beard and go out in public, you're going to get laughed at. You have to let people know beforehand to kind of ease in. Ease in is that a word? It's a shock factor. You want to you want to avoid the shock yeah, yeah. factor. I'm going to send a, an alert to Parish President Archie Shasso. He may announce that in one of his social media gathering Facebook Live videos that uh, you could just let everybody know those are the rules. There are rules in place. Uh, there are going to be rules in place for the eating competition, which is going to be taking place later today. Actually, in about an hour and a half, we were talking about um, this in our last episode where we had. Uh, competitors eating two pounds of bologna. I watched it. It was disgusting. Um, Joey Chestnut finished as the number two seed. Um, fellas, what were you guys thinking as you watched this today? They're all, all the comp- the eight competitors will be competing in a one pack of Oreos, one half gallon of milk eat off. Um, that doesn't sound too bad, but what, what were you guys thinking watching the two pound of bologna competition? So it's fun to actually watch a competition. It's- the dumps are probably losing that much money right now because they can't uh, actually take any bets on anything. So they put this kind of put this together with Major League Eating. It, w- it was well done. Um, they have a good YouTube channel. They took uh, just to uh, give a little overview of, of kind of what happened. They took eight uh, of the world's top eaters and put them all on this uh, virtual call. They had a timer set up. I think they had one person in their room with them, and they all had two pounds of bologna. If you don't know what two pounds of bologna looks like, it's basically two packs of bologna and then uh, they went at it um very disappointing we talk uh we always talk about badlands book he's a 500 pound guy that loses to everything uh to everyone he, he came out last uh gideon o- is it og or gideon og i'm not sure how to, how yeah, to say OG. the last name um barely edged out joey chestnut and and uh by a few seconds to get that number one seed um the the three and four i believe they had so the rules were if you had any scraps, that last bite had to be the scraps. Yeah, that was um, interesting. Seed, I believe Matt Stoney had a drop of a scrap, so uh, the third seed actually went to Mickey Sudo instead of Matt Stoney, which Matt Stoney may he may have something to, to complain about. I watched this and it felt like to me uh, this was Joey Chestnut 
saving a little room, you know, kind of like we see in the NBA where the best team in the league doesn't really take the regular season seriously. He didn't push for that one seed. I, I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling he's coming strong when that bracket starts. He'll be taking on Michelle Lesko in that two-seven matchup. Fellas, are you Michelle guys? Michelle Lesko. Let's let's talk. Let's 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 dog out Badlands Booker a little bit more. So Badlands Booker, obviously a five hundred pound grown man taking on Michelle Lesko is probably one hundred and twenty pounds soaking wet and just demolished him by at least a minute. Badlands Booker did not look like he wanted to be there. He probably he was probably the last guy they called. He's like, yeah, well, you might as well just go ahead. and Try this though. Now, he he made me look made me look like a fool and upset the number one seed. But I just think he's past his prime and needs to probably hang up the uh, the eating utensils. So let me ask you guys this, okay? The challenge today is one pack of Oreos, a half a gallon of milk. We've got OG versus Booker, Chestnut versus Lesko, Pseudo versus Nick Wary, who finished sixth, Matt Stoney versus Darren Breeden. Um, first question I got is is can you guys eat one pack of Oreos and a half a gallon of milk? Period. Any sitting. Easily. I think I did that yesterday, actually, without even realizing <laughs> I was in a competition. There is no doubt at this point in my life on whatever day today is. I know it's 4-19 because I'm looking at my computer. I'm clueless on the day of the week right now. But there is no doubt that within – I can't do it in, in the, the four or five minutes that these cats are going to do it in. But I guarantee you, guarantee, and if anybody wants to put some money on that, in an hour, I could have that done no problem and probably be eating some more in that last five, 10 minutes. No chance over here. I, I could, I can maybe do the Oreos. There's the, the half a gallon of milk would get me, man. That's so much milk. So even stuff yesterday. double stuff. <laughs> so just, I mean, I, I know this, this episode, I guess we're a little bit more free now, but kind of, we know what we're doing again. Um, I don't know how I came across this, but are you guys familiar with, this is a little off topic, but you can't talk about milk. You guys familiar with the rubber band watermelon challenge? I, I was watching it today. Is, is that like a scam? Does it ever end? Because I feel like he's been doing it all day long, but he's only like up to 100 the last time I saw. So you saw the guy with the milk? Yeah. Is yeah. he talking about? Yeah. Okay, so he was up to 700 something, right? Oh, God. And he just got frustrated with it. He said, man, I don't, I don't think this is going to bust. So he asked, the, he asked the viewers, which was at 38,000 viewers, to say, number one, if you want me to keep going, or number two, if you was going to rip the top off. Well, whatever, whatever it was, that might not be correct, whatever it is. He just decided, you know what, I'm ripping this top off. And he ripped that top off of that milk, and that milk went everywhere. <laughs> like, his phone collapsed, and, like, it was just, it was all over the place. It was, it was good. I'm glad I didn't have to sit there for an hour and watch him put those rubber bands on, but I got to watch the last five minutes. It was, it was entertaining. And you said that, that there were 37,000 people watching this? 38,000, and then at the end, whenever it happened, he had, he had right over 40,000. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. Well, we know that if ever we want to get viewers, all we got to do is break out a gallon of milk and rubber bands, and we'll make it happen. Um, Money in the Bank, uh, they announced an interesting uh, twist to their Money in the Bank ladder matches. In years past, of course, it'd be regular old 6-7 man ladder match, and you put a a briefcase hanging over the ring and the first person to get the briefcase would, you know, get a, a guaranteed title shot anytime they want. This year, fellas, they're changing it up a little bit. The money in the bank ladder match is going to be held not at the sports performance training center in Orlando. It'll be held at Titan Towers in Connecticut. The match will start on floor one. The match will end with the briefcase hanging on f- the roof of floor 10. Um, in the women's match, Oscar versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke and two other competitors will be announced at a later date. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match 
has only one contestant at this time, Daniel Bryan. Um, so I was thinking first, let's talk about this. It, are you guys intrigued by this coming off of WrestleMania where we saw stunts and movie production and all sorts of crazy things? I'm curious to see what they do with this. Let me tell you, if 40,000 people are watching a human being put 700 rubber bands on a half a gallon of milk, they're going to have more than 40,000 people watching uh, six grown men try to get from floor one to floor 10. And I'm going to be one of those 40,000 people. It's interesting. It's something to watch right now. People are going insane, not having anything to do and being kind of being, I will not kind of being coordinated to their house. And, and anything that comes on, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it again tonight. You know, the Jordan documentary, how many, how many people are looking forward to that? You're going to have people watching this. WWE is going to run some type of special where they'll get to watch it to, to try to get some, some subscribers for the network. It's, it's interesting. It's different. But at these times and, and, and the way things are right now, you got to do something that nobody wants to watch two people in the middle of the ring with nobody in the crowd. That, that It's getting old. And, and you know what? To do something like that, at least he at least he's tried. And now he does not have now that McMahon doesn't have the uh, XFL to, to kind of worry about that they're going bankrupt. Nick, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think the WWE still had uh, six employees to put on a match like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, uh, uh, to what Damien was saying about the empty crowds, now, as someone who actually wrestled before, I cannot imagine taking bumps like, like bad bumps in front of no audience. Like, I don't know, there's something about the adrenaline from the audience that kind of softens the blow on bumps like that. And if you, like, taking some kind of... I didn't I didn't watch WrestleMania, so I don't know if anybody took any, like, Hell in the Cell type bumps. Oh, yeah. I cannot yeah. imagine doing that in front of empty arenas. So, the, the second yeah, part... Yeah. I'm sorry, you, go, go ahead, D. No, go ahead, Case. I'm, I'm good. Oh, well, the, the, the second part to that that I was going to ask was, is along the same lines thinking about this and, and and seeing how it was all going to be laid out the first thought i had in my mind was man if they did this in the 90s mick foley was going to jump off the top of titan towers through a table um <laughs> so who is going to take that big bump because you know if they're going out of their way to make this match be in connecticut something crazy is going to happen just looking at the, the possibility of who's going to be in there there's no guy that really jumps off of that, that list, Casey, are you familiar with the the, the, the possible um, people in, that'll be in the match? Rey Mysterio versus Murphy in a qualifying match. Alistair Black versus Austin Theory. Apollo Cruz versus MVP. Um, so yeah, it doesn't seem like there's I any mean, high flyers yet. Who's gonna who sticks out? That's gonna that's gonna have that that big that big bump. Daniel Bryan, who's um, you know should probably be in a wheelchair at this point already. Yeah, I. Uh, I um, Seth Rollins is already in the title match. He won't be in it. Kevin Owens not yet announced for it, but he took the big bump at WrestleMania. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't think about it like that. Is There are not very many guys on this list that would be that quote-unquote high flyer, big bumper. I, I don't know. That, I, I, I'll tell you what's concerning to me is that I've, I've actually ca I've casually watched wrestling the past um, six weeks, and I don't know who Austin Theory is, and I didn't know if MVP wrestled after – WrestleMania 26. <laughs> MVP's come back, and I got to tell you, I was a big fan of his in his prime. His talk shows in the last couple of weeks have been god awful. My goodness gracious, that's a uh, a comeback that hasn't exactly worked out for WWE. Yeah. Uh, so, Casey, Universal Championship match: Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Do we are we all agreeing that that Strowman just kind of like holding the title, got it off of uh, 
just holding it till Bray Wyatt could get it back from from he wanted off a of Goldberg, and you just think that he's holding that till Bray Wyatt could get it back. Dude, it's gonna it's gonna make me so upset if Bray Wyatt beats Braun Strowman because then we're gonna really be able to rev up the talk that we had in our last episode of why the hell did he lose it to Goldberg to begin with? Um, but I, I gotta think that this is gonna be a prolonged feud. I think Strowman's gonna go over at least a couple of times, but yeah, I think Wyatt's gonna eventually take it back. Okay. You think you think anybody's fast forwarded to this point? I don't know what, what's our timestamp right now, but maybe we could kind of put that in there. Hey, look, all these wrestling fans, go ahead and fast forward. Go, go ahead and listen to this, and then fast. The rest of you guys just fast forward to this time. Nobody's <laughs> listening. <to> this. <laughs> we, we could we could talk some more conventional sports now. There are reports in ESPN that said that Leonard Fournette is being shopped by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're full on reloading. They're trying to rebuild. They that's crazy. They were one of the best teams in the NFL just a couple of years ago. Now there's already talks that they're tanking next season trying to get Trevor Lawrence. The reason why we're talking about this is obviously he's an LSU guy, for one. For two, um, he is being linked to the New Orleans Saints. That's one of the teams that's rumored to be interested in trading for him. So I pulled up the stats, and I was curious. Leonard Fournette had 1,100 yards rushing last season. And one thing that I didn't realize is he caught 76 passes for 522 yards. Only 25 years old. So I'm going to ask you guys, if you were Mickey Loomis... And you could get this guy for, you know, second, third round pick, something like that. Would you pull the trigger? Would you make it happen? Let's let the resident Saints expert go ahead and elaborate on on, on his thoughts over there, Mr. Season Ticket Holder. <laughs> um, for a running back, if you can get him on the cheap, I, I think it's a it's a good deal. But anytime you, you get an uh, experienced running back like that that expects to get paid, it's bad news for your team. So I don't know how Fournette's contract's looking, but if if it's time to pay up, it's not even worth giving away draft picks for him. So you're looking at, at possibly Fournette and Alvin Kamara being free agents in 2021? Yeah. That's a that's a tough backfield to deal with in, in 2020. And then having this resign, I guess, have a, I guess you're having a, basically a, a tryout in the backfield for uh, the 2020 season to see who you're going to sign? That's but, interesting. That's interesting to me. But but let me look at it like this on, on, on the flip side. Okay, you know Drew Brees. This is last season. And I'll flip it around and say, well, now you got two really stinking hunger running backs looking to get paid. If you're trying to push all your chips in right now, man, boy, you have two hungry guys back there running that football. That may work out. That's that's a that's a good that's a good point. Um, I know a couple of news sources were kind of echoing our statements from from last year. We think does, does this change your opinion from last week, Casey? Or, or I don't, when did we do the last show? It feels like last week. Last week, yeah. it was. Does that does it change your opinion that we both kind of said, hey, look, the Saints' door is closed if, if a move like this gets made? If you told me that they would then use Fournette and actually run the ball, yeah, it would change my opinion a little bit. But this Sean Payton we're talking about, no matter who he got in the backfield, he's slinging it 50, 60 times a game. That's just who he is. So then why, why, why even entertain this move? Yeah, that, that's that's sort of where I am. Uh, Nick, I, Damien touched on a good point a minute ago. Mr. Season Ticket Holder, New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell has come out publicly and said there will not be fans in the stands at Saints games in the fall. I think that's ridiculous to make that statement already. But, man, uh, are you a little bit nervous about not going to get to see your Saints next fall? Uh, yeah. Um, we got, we've been having season tickets for, for a good while now. And the thought of not like not being able to go to home games is kind of weird. Like, I really think that the uh, mayor's going to retract those statements within the next month or so. But um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that she, like, 
it, it looks like we're on the, the decline of this uh, COVID-19. So I'm hoping that when, uh, you know, more info, info comes, comes to us that we're going to be like starting to reopen things that they're going to be a little more lenient on having fans at games, but who knows? So I got a couple points that, that I'm going to make right here. I'm going to tell you who's going to make out like bandits is going to be people like better call Bado and Tommy Bado, whatever all this kind of goes on <laughs> because, and look, I'm not ragging about it. So I think I, I, they're going to, they're going to have to, cause it'd be a lot of litigation because they've already stated there'll be no events in, in new Orleans in 2020. Correct. Yeah. Canceled, for the rest of the year. Fans, yeah. They've canceled, they've canceled a bunch of things. If you let that NFL kind of come in and do that, people are going to be, they're not going to be too happy. Lawsuits are going to start. So my thing is the NFL being that the, the way they are and being money hungry and whatnot, how are they going to have the, that fan revenue that all the teams are going to be searching for? At what point are they going to start charging? And I don't know how that works with the TV deals because the TV deals are already kind of they're made, not, not they're made already. You can't charge per view. You can't charge per game. They're going to something's got to happen that they're going to make some of that money back by not having 80,000 people in the stands every Sunday. So got a little bit of inside information. Whenever this news came out that there were going to be no games in New Orleans and through 2020, got a call from a friend of mine. He's a friend of all of ours. I'm not going to put his name out here. Um, said that apparently it's connected to the Benson family some sort of way. Rita Benson is not happy about this. And there are whispers already beginning that if there are no games allowed in New Orleans, that they're going to look to play at LSU. And why not? I mean, if you got you got to get that money. You got to get that money at some point. The tailgate is going to be that. a lot better. I, I, I may I may go to that. The tailgate would be a lot better. The last time we played at uh, LSU Stadium, it was a disaster. <laughs> it was. It yes, really it was. was. Was that the Bears game? Yep. Yep. But uh, on Good that times. same note, as a as an L, uh, a, as a Saints fan, season ticket holder, going to these games kind of worries me. Like in a couple of months, being surrounded by 80,000 other people, that kind of worries me that I'd maybe want to sell my tickets for the first few games because, I don't know, I'm kind of weary about actually going into that environment. i tell you what, boys. I have learned that nothing I do on a daily basis is going to change. I went into a convenience store only because of necessity on Friday afternoon mm-hmm. and the steps that I took that, that, that I'm following, you know, we talked last episode about coach O and that the PSA and doing what he's, you know, doing what he says to do. There's nothing I do different walking into a store to protect myself from actually touching things that other people have touched than I do now. There's nothing different that, I, that is going to change in my life. I'm not going to put myself next to somebody that I don't know. And I'm not touching anything that anybody else has touched. And that has been going on for the last 20 years of my life. This is going to be easy for me. I don't. I don't really. I'm not having to deal with people right now. Uh, that's going to be the only thing people actually want to talk to you whenever this thing's. Uh, whenever this thing kind of kind of dries up. But you made the joke, Casey. Um, last episode about you've been doing that for the past. That you've been uh, quarantined for the past <laughs> six years. But man, I'm kind of feeling like I, like I'm ready to get out and to, you know have that option, but to go to games and whatnot. But I'm not, I'm not really struggling at this point for uh, to being around people and having and you know. It's not going to be a real big change in, in, in my life. I'm going to tell you what, and, and, and we'll kind of, I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off of that. Uh, the NFL made a statement. I don't know if it was last night or today. 
I was going to talk to you guys about the virtual combines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they're going totally uh, virtual based draft. Uh, they issued a dress code on what the guys can't wear or can wear. They uh, also said you can't have any product that, that is not sponsored by the NFL, um, specifically the uh, Apple AirPods, because Bose is a um, is a sponsor in the NFL. Oh, There'll God. be no Coke product shown. It's got to be all Pepsi products. What do you guys think about that? And, and and being the Photoshop geniuses that you are, how good you guys could have made my uh, my pro day look? That's, that's such an NFL thing to do. I mean, this is the league that you got to have the right socks and the right everything. And look, I get it. They're getting money from all these companies, but that's such an NFL thing to do. I'm not at all surprised to hear that. And they're going to legitimately be that that guy who's going to find a rookie before even signing his first contract whenever he violates the rule. And, and what's so to me? I'm, go ahead, Nick. I, I agree with David. I mean, there's the NFL is so like the no fun league, but like just uh, stuff like that. They want the people that's putting money in their pockets. They keep putting money in their pockets and not complaining. They're showing up anybody else's stuff. So that's that's the NFL for you. That's business. What uh what what did Jerry Glanville say in that NFL highlight thing? It's not the NFL stands for not for long. Whenever you're making calls like that. That was one of my favorite quotes ever. Yeah, no, he's exactly right. Um, There's there's growing hope, fellas, and this is an idea that is fascinating to me, and it makes a ton of sense, and I hope that it happens. Um, There's growing hope that the NBA is going to resume in the coming weeks, and they are going to be playing in Las Vegas, and this makes complete sense because Las Vegas is empty, y'all. There are tons and tons, hundreds of thousands of, of hotel rooms that are available not being used. The idea is that teams are going to quarantine together in each hotel and apparently there are three or four high-level gymnasiums in las vegas that could host an nba event and teams are going to play out the rest of the season and here's the funnest part to me the idea is that teams are going to play every other day or whatever it may be but that they're going to play all throughout the day from 11 a.m till nine o'clock at night so there's going to literally be basketball and tv all day long throughout these three gyms Sign me up. If that happens, I would be in 100%. I think this would be a fantastic way to end the NBA season. The only thing that I have against that is if I'm back at work and this happens, I'm going to be extremely irritated about that. Yeah, but I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I think it's a use of uh, facilities that are obviously not being in use now. And I think that they have the the forward thinking to, to get this done. And if you have having one team per hotel or, or maybe one – uh, I'm sure you could designate maybe two floors per team or, or however they're going to fix it up. And then if the, if the, those teams only play in those gyms, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a brilliant idea. And I think the, the ratings for whatever comes back first, if that's going to be NBA, is that going to be NFL? Is that going to be the UFC? Uh, I think the ratings are going to, uh, are going to prove that true. Whoever could make it back first is going to, they're going to have some new fans big time. And you'll see that tonight. And I know we keep going to that, to the Bulls documentary, but you'll see that tonight. Those ratings are going to be skyrocketing. It sounds like one long city weekend slash AAU weekend. I'm here for it. I'm, put it on TV. I'm ready to watch. No. Hopefully they're not hanging out at the uh, the, the lobby of a, um, a Drury Inn in Baton Rouge. It might get out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think that these NBA guys have been staying in shape? I mean, I'm seeing reports Giannis hadn't touched the basketball during the entire quarantine because he doesn't have a goal at his house. There's no gym that he could go to. Like, I feel like, and, and I'm saying this from the perspective of a Rockets fan, I've, I've struggled with James Harden being out of shape at times. I feel like James Harden's going to come back weighing 330 pounds. 
Could you see James Harden coming back as like Al Bundy? <laughs> yes, I can. James Harden. We got Zion Williamson who's gonna come back looking like a macro. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Uh, you know what? That makes it even more entertaining. Bring it all back. Bring it all back. That yeah, that's my concern is I don't know what type of quality ball we're gonna see, but uh, I mean it's better than no ball at all. So, fellas, I think we're gonna put. What was that? Nick? Stuffing Jimmy John's down his throat right now. Like, <laughs> keep this boot in the gym, please. <laughs> fellas, uh, I, I think that this is gonna about wrap this one up. I want to thank everybody for listening. We're gonna get this out. We've got some big things coming. We're gonna be talking some boxing. We've got a wonderful story to tell. Um, so look out for our Zane Marks episode that'll be coming up, uh, you know, a couple of hours, but we're going to be, um, doing more of these little short episodes, keeping everybody in tune, keeping everybody smiling, having fun. Um, so we're going to sign off right here. Keep it on one more round. We'll be back with some more content in the next couple of days.